And then we are back with episode 20. Uh, we are still on the OC, still season one. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a time in approximately 2021, 20, maybe early 2022, uh, where we switched those, but we are still on the OC. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, maybe by like the end of 2021, I think. Yeah. You know, anyway. Us back to logistics again. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, but this is another one of those big, well-known episodes, the telenovela. Yes. And man, stuff is. Oof. Stuff's happening. Stuff is happening. <laughs> uh, who do you want to start with? Uh, let's see here. What have we got going on in this episode? I feel like we could go through. The whole Caleb, Sandy, Kirsten, Oof, yeah, Sitch, first, yep, yeah, because that begins. Where does that start? I guess Caleb and Kirsten are talking, right? Yeah, I, I don't think we really because the episode starts in school, so mm-hmm. we don't actually get. Whereas, like, normally it often starts in the kitchen. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think we get even any of the adults until Kirsten and Caleb are uh, at the office. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so someone called Uncle Sean mm-hmm. <laughs> is in trouble of some sort for, what, drunkenly walking into somebody's hotel room? Yes, which is a very... Which already sounds sketchy. So sketchy. Yeah. And because, yeah, Caleb kind of keeps playing it off, being like, oh, he was drunk and he accidentally wandered into, like, someone else's hotel room. Yeah. As someone who used to work in a hotel, uh, how do you do that? Yeah, I had questions about that, too. As someone who's just, you know, stayed in a hotel. Right? Because, like, that's kind of the whole point of hotel doors is that they lock naturally. Right. But whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh. Anyway. But, yeah, so... Caleb wants Sandy to deal with it because Kirsten's like, you know, I'll get the legal team because obviously they probably have like a giant yeah. legal team. Well, of course. But uh, he's like, no, actually, I was like wondering if like Sandy could mm-hmm. because and it's obviously because like Sandy knows people at the DA's office. So like he's trying yes. to be kind of sneaky about it. And Sandy's like, you know what? You are if you want Sandy to like do this and make him go make it go away because you actually like care about stuff like you need to ask him yourself yeah what do you mean we already know how that's gonna go oh yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah caleb finds sandy at the lighthouse and of course mm-hmm. sandy's eating his mother's meatloaf because that's like <laughs> the whole point of the lighthouse is that they're gonna have all and this meatloaf caleb has nothing good to say about this meatloaf apparently no which, yeah he's just like, like I'm it's gonna... just him trying to be mean because by the end of it he actually wants a meatloaf so yeah, because he's all like, oh, like, I'm going to, you know, your mother's meatloaf is... Well, first, first, this is how you can tell that, like, at some point, the in-laws have all been together. Because he, like, looks around. He's like, oh, my God, is your mother here? Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> but then he's yeah. like, no, like, her meatloaf made me a vegetarian. <laughs> Ugh, which is just so bad. Which, like, you'd think if you were there asking Sandy for a favor, you might start off a little better than that. Right. Well, yeah, because, like, Sandy calls him out right away. Yeah. Just being like, you're clearly here for something. 
just ask me. Yeah. What do you want? Uh, so he does ask him. Yeah. Um, and he says something about, I don't know, how he's a, an old friend or something. Yeah. And Sandy goes, oh, I didn't know you have friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a good line. And, like, his delivery of that line is just so on point. It's yeah. just fantastic. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, so Sandy doesn't say yes yet he's kind of saying maybe he's like send me the information and mm-hmm. like I'll let you know basically he's like Kirsten's obviously expecting me not to do this I like to be predictable so I'll have a look yeah so it's very least like I'll take a look and then yeah. of course Caleb is like mm, I'll have some of that meatloaf yeah <laughs> like okay so you were just being a jerk and we have some help from the podcast awesome (laughs) cool oh yeah i know she's been self-isolating very well today i imagine (laughs) oh and shaking (laughs) my goodness yes any weird sounds right now it's all just her trying to get sorted out and that's fine chew on things it's fine it's not like we're (laughs) doing anything but yeah, so Sandy says he's so, gonna yeah. look into it. Yeah, and so then he goes to Kirsten to ask um, about him. He's like, yeah. "Who is this guy? Like, what does he do?" Well, yeah, because he's kind of um, like heard about Uncle Sean, but he, he's never actually he, met Uncle Sean, right? And he doesn't really know anything about him. And it sounds like Kirsten doesn't really know that much about him either, because she's like, "He's a consultant," and Sandy's like, "Yeah, and just like the sketchiest vague. way possible of like, yeah." She's like, "He knows people." Yeah. And then he's like, you did it. That was more vague. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, clearly whatever this guy does is dodgy. Super dodgy. And not above board. Well, yeah. And then like, that's the next time we see Sandy is he's at the lighthouse and Sean's just in the restaurant eating. Yeah. And like this restaurant is not open. No. <laughs> it's very much not. And he is played by someone who has been in stuff and I meant to make a note of that and write it down but I forgot okay well hilariously I mean we'll get back to this his name yeah. is Richard Hurd though but oh, we'll, yes. we'll talk about him in our uh, in our new faces yeah. at the end <laughs> but yeah so he's there doing his thing and like talking about all these like memories that he has about the lighthouse and like famous actors that he remembers like yeah. eating there and whatever and at this point, we've realized, like, Sandy has looked into things mm-hmm. and has learned very quickly that, like, this guy's sketchy. Yeah. Because, like, whoever <laughs> was in that, staying in that hotel room was, like, a rival Yeah, like a, like, a, like a massive construction company. Yeah. Uh, who has, like, it was trying to make some sort of lumber deal with, like, the Newport mm-hmm. Group's rivals. Because, obviously, yep. number one, ob- the... <laughs> There's more than one company trying to build model homes in Newport. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, it's clearly this, like, shady, he's, like, one of those sort of fixer guys. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, and, like, he's clearly broken in the, into this hotel room looking specifically for, like, documents or something. And some kind of evidence that then he can leverage yeah. for this company to either work with the Newport group or just not work with the other company. Yeah. And Sandy's just like, this is obvious. There was no coincidence. Mm-hmm. But then Sean just like blatantly threatens him. 
Because he's yeah. saying, like, about how, you know, like, he knows, or, like, if he starts talking to the DA, like, you can tell him all kinds of things. Yeah. And it's just like, well, wait, what are, what are you planning on telling him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's basically like, you don't want the DA questioning me, so mm-hmm. sort this out. <laughs> Which is, like, crazy. And it's super dodgy, and you're like, oh, is this the mafia then? Okay. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Yeah. So then um, Sandy does confront Caleb about this. He talks to Kirsten again one more time, though, I think. Because he's, he's asking, like, how involved she is with Uncle Sean. Oh, right. Because I think, I think this is where Sandy's starting to put more and more of it together. Mm-hmm. So, like, if something were to happen, like, what would happen to Kirsten and then when he goes to talk to Caleb he's just like this is like super construction dirty business yeah and Caleb's just like well if you don't like if you don't help Sean you know this is going to end up coming back on Kirsten because yeah. she signs his like, yeah, she signs his yeah she signs Ugh. his paychecks she's going to be implicated in this whole thing and you're just like oh wow you actually are a terrible father yeah like <laughs> this is your daughter and you've like Ugh, yeah. Gotten her involved with the kind of person who seems like he would break your kneecaps, like Yeah, that's definitely the kind of guy he is. Yeah. But I feel like that's sort of That's sort of all we get of that, right? In this episode, yeah. Yeah. They never really go back to that again. No, nothing really uh comes of it yet. It's just like I'm assuming setting up for something else. Mm-hmm. Setting up for a storyline that I frankly don't remember. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? I don't even remember this guy. Yeah, and I feel I like something definitely happens, but before I started watching the episode, I was looking to see like if there was any new people in it and like it had this guy's Uncle Sean and I'm like, but who are you? Like I don't yeah. remember who you are. <laughs> I know, I remember him from everything else he was in except for this. Yeah. But yeah, so that is setting up a little interesting drama for the future. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like the only other, like, kind of adult thing is we get a hint of Jimmy, but it's mostly Julie. Yes. Yeah, Jimmy's really only there. At the school meeting, at, I think. Yeah, at the school conference. But yeah, so we... At some point... We... I think it just jumps right in with Julie showing up at the school for the parent teacher conference and she Yeah, I couldn't into... I couldn't remember if like the one motel thing happened before or after, but yeah, it must have I think been. it happens after. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Julie shows up in like this incredibly short skirted suit. Of course she does. And they do this like pan up from like her high heels up her legs to like her Of course they do. And like Luke's right there and he's just like ah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Tongue yeah. hanging out. And, like, they're in the middle of school, so calm down. Put your tongue back in your mouth. Well, yeah, because she's literally like, you're a student. And he has this moment of, like, what? Oh, no. And she's like, not in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Jimmy shows up, and it just gets so awkward. It's so funny when Jimmy shows up, because Luke is just, like, it's just, like, awkward times 100. It's yeah. so funny, because he's trying so hard to 
be normal and yeah. cool about it. And he's like, I'll see you later, Mrs. Cooper. And he's like, and, and you, you too, yeah, Mr. Mr. Cooper. Cooper and, uh, and then he goes to try and go. I don't know if it's into a classroom or somewhere, yeah. but it's like locked. <laughs> yes. Right. And then he like awkwardly runs away and just like, oh my God, Luke. Yeah. So much. Just a little... Yeah, they go to the parent-teacher conference. Oh my God. And Julie... So much podcast action. Keep going. You keep talking. I'm just going to be over here making noise. Okay. <laughs> Julie very unexpectedly thanks Jimmy for doing a really good job with Marissa. And Jimmy's kind of like, what is, what is happening right now? Like, <laughs> he says something about how things must be going really well with Caleb because she's being so nice to him. And yeah. Julie's like, actually, we we broke up. <laughs> Little did Jimmy know it's because she's getting laid, but it's yeah. Luke. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so yeah that's pretty much all we see of jimmy is he's just kind of like all right well i guess this is working for you so yeah. good for you um one well, because I, I do love the one thing that jimmy says there because of course again this is when he thinks it's about caleb right oh my god can you stop shaking for one second um who knew like this whole time you kept trying oh, to yeah. be rich and happy but what really works for you is being poor and alone yeah and i just like died laughing yeah it's pretty funny i forgot about that next we see of julie is uh in a motel room with luke super classy so like where do we think this again thinking about the map where do we think this hotel is this motel is because like, i feel like sort new- of outside of like the Newport, I guess, would it be like a township? Yeah, like Newport proper, right? Because like Newport clearly yeah. is not a motel kind of place. No, no, no. Which is why I think it would be like as you're sort of coming out of Newport, like getting onto like probably highway or something. There's like a roadside motel. Yeah, which is then why, like, as we'll learn later, like why Teresa ends up staying there too, because it's probably right. in a nice, yeah. Right? Like it's probably just, you're not... It's close enough, but it's far also not, like, mm-hmm. like you said, part of Newport proper. Yeah. But also like in that. a way that clearly everyone knows about this motel. <laughs> Maybe it's the only motel in Newport, as we've mentioned. <laughs> Newport's not really a motel kind of place. Yeah, true. But yeah, so they're, like... Oh, they're, like, they're getting dressed, basically. Well, and it's also... I mean, not that it matters, but, like, clearly they're doing this on a school night. <laughs> Because, like, yes, because Luke's then Luke t- says he doesn't want to be late for homeroom, and Julie's like, oh my god. <laughs> right. You're a high school student. And then Caitlin calls because she forgot her diorama at home, but then Julie has to Julie has to rush home and. Because, yeah, because Caitlin was staying work. at someone else's place overnight. Yeah, she's staying with his grandmother. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like this moment of realizing, like, oh yeah, Julie is a mother with children. <laughs> And Luke is going to be late for homeroom. And Caitlin exists. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Okay. Sorry. Cats are biting things. Oh, no. This is a great episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> things we're not editing out just to be real. Yeah. And because it would be hard. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's all happening. Mm-hmm. Then... And then that's when you find out that Teresa's staying at that same motel. Because, like, as as Luke is leaving or as Julie's leaving. I don't know. They like cross paths. Yeah. Yeah. As Luke's leaving, we see Teresa Yeah, And then Teresa, yeah, walks past him and goes into her room, which is like right next door. Literally right next door. (laughs) 
So we know that this is going to end badly at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so then the next thing we see is Caleb showing up to Julie's with flowers. Yes. And also, again, just being such a jerk because he's not trying to, like, win her back. No. He's trying to work out an arrangement mm-hmm. where they can both get what they want. Yeah. A.K.A. she would have money and he would have her. Yeah. And it's just, like, gross. Mm-hmm. And that's when she called, like, she's like, this is a booty call. And Caleb, being an old man, was like, what's a booty call? That's so good. <laughs> the way he says booty call is just so funny. Well, then, because she's like, like, what's a booty call? <laughs> and, of course, she, like, judges them because he's like, these are, like, grocery store carnations and, like, throws them and slams the door. Yeah. And then he's standing there in super baggy jeans, which is so weird for Caleb. Right. And it's, like, a... Again, super baggy suit jacket, and he's like holding the flowers, and he's like, "I guess it was a booty call." Yep, <laughs> so good. Oh boy. Okay, okay. I know, but I need... yeah. Okay, so I don't know if any of that comes back around because I can't look at my notes right now. Um, um well, it our does, helper is it on it, so if you could continue... lead this, I will <laughs> jump in. <laughs> it continues a little bit. We don't see from Caleb again, but. We just get Julie calling Luke while he's at school. While he's at school. Uh Uh-huh. Basically telling him that she's at the motel, what room it is, knock twice so she knows it's him, and Luke, this is a booty call. (laughs) Yeah, in her, like, giant sunglasses. excited. Yeah, she's in, like, some weird getup. Like, she's wearing glasses, but, like, her hair is really weirdly done. Yeah, she has her... Well, I kind of, I think I, again, because I can't fully I look. saved this photo, so let me find it. There's one She's point. Wearing, she has pigtails. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. But there was one point in either this episode or the last episode where her hair is actually kind of nice, and it's just, like, sort of curly and wavy and not, like, weird Julie Cooper hair. And I was like, oh, right. there you go. But, yeah, she definitely has, like, weird pigtails in this one. Yeah, and she's, I think, wearing some kind of tracksuit. Agreed. Yeah. Anyway, the clothes are just interesting. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much where that ends. You know that he ends up going to the motel. Yeah, and we uh, see, like, Julie go in, and then... Is that when, like, then Marissa comes out? Because she had been talking yeah, to there's Teresa. Yeah, there's a shot that they do where Julie... Where you can see both motel room doors, and mm-hmm. Julie goes in just as Marissa is coming out. Yeah. So they just miss each other. Well, I know, because I was, couldn't remember, too, like, when, like, Luke arrived. Because, like, then at one point later, like, Ryan is there outside the door, and I was like, oh, is this when he sees, like, Luke or this or that? But that clearly comes the next time. Yes, yeah, so I was surprised by that, too. I was like, oh, clearly he's going to find out this is happening at the end of this episode. But no, it must be the next one. Yeah. yeah. Good Because, naturally, Ryan always needs to know something about Julie that Marissa does not. <laughs> so awkward oh boy yeah uh yeah so that's all that chaos mm-hmm. uh so anna is back from pittsburgh she is and like weirdly kind of playing wingman to seth again yes which is kind of weird it is weird and i honestly i was like Seth, you're kind of 
being a jerk again. Yeah. Why are you doing this to your ex-girlfriend who clearly sure. really liked you but only broke up with you because you're clearly in love with Summer and now you're asking her for advice about what to do but the fact that Summer is ignoring you? Well, I mean... And, like, not... Oh, sorry. Um, I bumped the table and said sorry as if you were on the other side because normally you're on <laughs> the other side of the table. Uh, but we'll just say that that was me apologizing for that weird loud noise. Okay. We're Love isolated, it. you guys. We're isolated. <laughs> um... Well, but, like, to be fair, like, if I was Anna, like, I wouldn't be going and, like, talking to him about stuff. I mean, also true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, whatever. They have a conversation about, like, she tells Seth about Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, he does, oh, this like... Is, this is after um, that guy Brad asked Summer to work the kissing booth. Right, yes. So, like, is it after? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, right after. Yeah, it's just after. So, yeah, they're, it's the awkward hallway group situation that happens mm-hmm. all the time. And Brad, one of the, like, swim team guys, shows up and is asking Summer to be part of their kissing booth to raise money for the team or something like that. Right. And, like, right away she's basically ignoring Seth, so you know that, like, this is getting weird. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, Something. so then cool. she's like, oh, no, it's fine, like, you can help me practice, blah, 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 whatever. And then this is where, like, Anna sees them together and realizes that they are together. And, like, mm-hmm. he does apologize, and, like, she's like, no, like, I kind of get it, whatever. Yeah, she's like, that is kind of why I broke up with you, so I yeah. saw it coming. Yeah. So then, uh, if we stick with Seth, uh, he's in the lounge, and Summer is, like, with the entire swim team just being, yeah. like, you know, first episode Summer, just, like... Oh, yeah, like, full giggling, on. Laughing. Yeah. Kind of And straight up ignoring Seth. And Seth is just, like, sitting there with his book, kind of pretending to study and being clearly annoyed about the whole thing. Well, yeah, he, like, tries to wave at Summer, and she does, like, the most <laughs> word of the season. Awkward <sighs> Awkward kind of, like, wave back, because she doesn't want people to, like, know that they're together. Which, like, they've been hanging out this whole time, so I'm so confused. Yeah. Anyway. I would like to point out, so, like, at this point, then, like, Anna comes over and is, like, talking with Seth about about this again. Yes. No, Anna... Like, she is kind of giving him a hard time about it, so, like, Mm -hmm. I could sort of see that from an ex-girlfriend standpoint. Yeah. Now, Anna has always had different fashion than the classic Newport girls. Yes. <laughs> She's always kind of worn different things. But I will note that she was wearing a super cute top. I actually really like the top. But then full jeans and a full skirt. I did not even notice this. It looks like it's just a skirt when she first sits down. But then when she walks away, like, it's just... Remember there was that definitely, like, a brief chunk of time where that was a thing. I do think I remember that, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's just, like, straight up a skirt that you would wear on, like, a sunny day over a pair of jeans. What a strange fashion choice. I know. Why were we doing this ever? I don't, I don't know sure. that I ever did this. Mm, I yeah. say that. It's probably not true. <laughs> <laughs> How unfortunate. But, yeah, so that definitely happened. But yeah, so obviously, like, Seth is starting to feel bad about this whole situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, The two of them 
they're at summers and I feel like are they about to have sex? Do they just have sex or they're on the bed or I something? I think they're about to. And she's saying how she's like, no, like it's just better when it's us. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that, you know, I'm not embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. I think it's just, you know, like keep our business private, you know, like it's a thing. And Seth is, this is one like classic Seth. So good. He's like, no, like, or, or does that come later? I'm getting confused. I think it might come later. Yeah. Cause Summer is just like, it's just no one else's business. Like, yeah, she goes on a rant about like too much exposure and bad publicity, and then all of a sudden they hate them. And I mean, basically, she's talking about celebrity couples at this point, yeah. but oh, right, pretty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. What is the whole? I think the quote is I have it somewhere because it's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. She says, sure, this week we're the hottest couple, but soon everyone hates us. How many juicy sweatsuits, sweatsuits does she need? Hilariously, perhaps answering our observation <laughs> from last episode, but how many of those does she have? Fair. And then, oh, that goatee is so 90s, and pretty soon the movie bombs and the wedding is called off. <laughs> and Seth's that's, that's just like, what's happening right yeah. now? <laughs> so she's clearly freaking out. Yeah. So then they end up back at school, and Anna and Seth are talking about it again, and he's just like, no, like, clearly she's ashamed of me. Mm-hmm. This is weird. Anna's wearing weird layers, like, layers again in this episode, in this scene, but she has, like, a nice silk top, like, t-shirt on, v-necky thing, but then, like, a striped long sleeve thing. I don't know. Anyway, I was really noticing yeah. the fashion today. <laughs> or in this episode. But yes, yeah, so they're talking, and he's just like, this isn't cool, this is weird, I don't like it. Yep. And, then, and again, and that's when he's, like, asking her what what he's supposed to do, basically. Yeah. And you're like, dude, don't ask your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> she still likes you. Advice yeah. about your new girlfriend that she broke up with you because you were in love with her. My God. <laughs> so insensitive. But Anna, being the better person in every mm-hmm. scenario. Yep. Always. Actually decides to help him. Mm-hmm. And basically, she's just like, you need to, like, actually talk to her. Yeah. And then this time, when Seth and Summer are together, and they're about to have sex, he's like, you know what? No. Like, (laughs) if you're not gonna... If you're not gonna acknowledge me in the public, then I'm not gonna acknowledge you in private. I'm going on strike. (laughs) Yeah, he goes on a sex strike, which is (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) Um, yeah, and then I guess the next time is Summer comes to the Cohen's house mm-hmm. and she wants to talk to him upstairs alone. And he's like, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's only about being like against the union or something for yeah. a strike. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Summer's trying to bargain with him for sex. Well, yeah, and but she's also talking about how, like, you know, you know, it's in it's insensitive of him because like she just doesn't want to have like public displays of affection like for like everyone to see them together and he's like you're doing a kissing booth and kissing literally every guy in the school for money like anyone who wants to pay you for it like not happening yeah so then he's like nope absolutely not i'm holding strong goodbye (laughs) (laughs) Uh... and then then of course 
feel so bad for Anna. She ends up oh, talking to Summer, and, like, Summer does, again, like, apologize for everything that happened. And this is when, this is that weird, like, Summer being, I feel like she's the most real with Anna all the time. I know, right? Because she even says, like, you know, it's not that I'm, like, trying to ignore him in public, it's just, or, because, yeah, Anna says something about, like, obviously you don't care about that. Like, you dressed up for Wonder Woman for him. Like, you, yeah, you want to be with him. And then we get that, like, moment of, like, real summer. She talks mm-hmm. about how she's like, I don't know why he likes me. Like, Ugh. he's smarter than me. He's just going to end up, you know, he's going to get bored of me. I don't want to, I don't want people to know that I ended up getting dumped by Seth Cohen. Yeah. Ugh. So sad. I know. Yeah. Ugh, the way she says, I just don't know why he likes me is just, like, so yeah. heartbreaking to me. I know. Like, all summer. <laughs> totally agree yeah and then of course anna being so nice she like tells seth like you know like summer's not going anywhere she just you guys she's scared like yeah she doesn't want to lose you when he's like i'm not going anywhere and he, yeah. she's like well you need to let her know that and he does he does in a very large oh so large funny. moment <laughs> Basically shuts down the kissing booth. Yeah, he starts <laughs> giving people back their money. <laughs> yeah, stands up on the kissing kissing booth. Well, because and, and she's like, like a grand declaration. Yeah, she's like, you're creating a scene. He's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And then I have yeah. some sort of like weird notes that I don't understand. But yeah, so he jumps up on the table and it's just like, I'm dating Summer. We are together, like something, and then. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's dating this emo geek or whatever they call him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, because there's even a point, like, early in the episode where, like, one of the swim team guys is walking past him and just, like, purposely, like, bumps into him and knocks him. Mm-hmm. She's just like, you guys are such jerks. Great high school, man. Terrible. But, yeah, then she climbs up on the table and they kiss and yay. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. She's it like, is. you owe me ten bucks, Cohen. <laughs> I just love that she calls him Cohen. I think it's really cute. Yeah, and it's always Cohen. Yeah. I like that, too. And, of course, one of, like, can we... Sorry, I'm having cat issues. Um, Back to kind of the main premise. Ryan Ryan and Marissa, Teresa drama. Marissa. So over it. So, yeah. <laughs> Ryan and Marissa. Yeah. They're so, going to try and be friends. Yeah. Like, that's how the whole, like, episode starts. Ryan and Seth are outside of school talking about how, like, they're broken up, but they've never really, like, so they're going to be friends, but they've never actually been friends, so they don't even know if they can be friends. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone throughout this whole episode keeps pointing out, like, were you guys ever actually just friends, though? <laughs> well, yeah. And, like, Marissa and Summer have that exact same conversation mm-hmm. next. Like, can you be friends? Yep. And I think I think the I think Sandy says that at some point too, or I Kirsten think, does. Anyway, well, I think Jimmy says something to Marissa too. Yeah, yeah. Well, like everyone in the episode that they talk to you about this is all like, "But you guys were never friends." <laughs> yeah. So, like, are you going back to being friends, or are you just trying to be friends? Yeah. And then, so then, a weird little scene happens where again, logistical questions. So. Seth gets a phone call 
on his phone because obviously in 2004 rich people had cell phones and it's some weird like area code ryan recognizes it as chino and it's Teresa. so she says something about how like kirsten gave her seth's number and you know like she's coming into newport and like wants to hang out how did Teresa get kirsten's phone number or like the cohen's phone number I'm gonna hazard a guess at a phone book. Oh yeah, I guess we probably still have phone books then. Because right? <laughs> I think that was still a thing that people had. Fair. And like, you could actually look up landlines. So, yeah. yeah. All right, because people had landlines. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but so yeah, so they're gonna like hang out that night and like she's just gonna come by because also number one she also knows where he lives which I guess she found the address in the phone book well but she also went there in the episode before in on her break because they end up at the pool house oh that's right yeah so she does know okay. yeah all right yeah but yeah if she looked it up in the phone book she'd also know it that way right. yeah. I love how this information is just like out there for people to find Weird. Weird. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, Ryan and Marissa then have like another awkward moment in the hallway because oh. that's the only thing that ever happens. Yeah, basically if they're not um, making out or a couple, every interaction they have is just the most awkward thing you've ever witnessed. Well, yeah, because then they end up back in that crazy student lounge where there's like a coffee cart and Marissa's buying coffee. Right. <laughs> And they're, they're both just like, this shouldn't be weird. Like, we should just be able to be friends. Which is just such a strange thing in the first place. Of course it's weird, guys. Why shouldn't it be weird? Yeah. Well, like, I, f- I feel like if it was just... Because they had sort of established, like, that new friend group. Right. They There's this expectation that then they should be friends so, like, the group can remain whole. Whereas, like... Say, if he wasn't with the Coens and he was just, like, some new student... And, like, they had dated and then kind of, like, broke up. Then, like, he would just not hang out with those people again. But it's this weird... Right. They've created this little, like... That's true. They have their little sort friend of... Friend hub. Yeah. But... But, yeah, so, of course, she's like, well, like, let's just, like, hang out tonight. It'll be fine. And he's like, oh, I have plans tonight. But what about after school? Mm. Yep. So, then they play video games after school? Yeah. Which I guess that's not the first time they've done that, but it just seems like such a random thing for them to do. Well, but it's also like, what else would they be doing? Like, they need something to be that barrier so it's not just them, like, talking, because we know that's not going to work. Right. This is a fair point. <laughs> and, it's just, yeah, like, it's weird, like, what are Marissa's hobbies? Like, shopping? So, like, they can't really do that, like, <laughs> you know. But then, yeah, like, they kind of get to the point where he's like, ooh, I guess I have to do homework now. And then, except Teresa shows up right then. Of course. And when we briefly see, like, the mysterious cleaning lady of the Cohen's house. (laughs) Oh, do we? My goodness. She walks Teresa in. Oh, that's so funny. She just kind of, like, pops up here and there, but I don't think she ever has a name or, like, even exists the entire series. Like, it's just a few episodes randomly. Oh, boy. (laughs) so funny but yeah of course then marissa's mad because she's all like oh yeah i got lots of homework to do yeah but 
whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Teresa immediately drops into Marissa's spot on the couch and starts playing video games with mm-hmm. Ryan. Like, oh, so yeah. awkward. And actually, I guess we did kind of, like, accidentally skip one thing. So when Teresa is calling Ryan at the beginning of the day, she's in some place with a guy. Oh, right. We did skip that. And you can tell, like, it's kind of weird because she sort of, like, hides a bag and he's like, oh, hey, hi, whatever. Yeah, he ca- yeah. yeah, she, like, she's yeah. hanging up just as he's coming out of the shower and he's like, oh, who was that? And she's like, wrong number. And she pushes a suitcase further under the bed mm-hmm. so that I guess he can't see it. So, yeah, yeah there's clearly something going on there. Yeah. Hashtag Eric Balfour. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll <laughs> talk about him later. We will um, talk about him later. I have lots to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so then Ryan and Seth are talking about how, like, Teresa called something something about because like she's gonna be working here for a bit because she's trying to help her mom with some money and it's all just kind of weird and awkward yes yeah yeah and then that's when we find out Teresa is staying next door to julie Hmm. right and then ryan and marissa end up in like the school cafeteria and like talking about it and like they're kind of okay about it, but it's also like kind yeah, of they weird. are kind of okay. Ryan's like, I should have t- just told you she was coming over, and Marissa's like, well, you don't actually have to tell me that. Like, it's not really my business. Yeah, but but yeah. then like also said like, if we're friends, then like you should be able to tell me that. Right. Yeah. Which fair. Yeah. That's and then fair. Ryan and Teresa kind of. I mean, it sort of seems like a date. Um. It seems very much like a date. They're on, like, the beach and, like, eating ice cream. And it's all sunsetty and romantic and, like... Epic sunsetty. Right? (laughs) And just kind of having, like, a cute little, like, Chino moment and talking about how, like, everything in Newport is weird. Like, the dogs have spas and, like, car washes are called vehicles, something, something, or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're, like, bonding over all of that Mm -hmm. and, like, talking about, you know her mom and her family and like says something about Eddie so like we kind of know like that's maybe who that guy was but she doesn't really reveal much no I think do we find out that they're together is that when Ryan's like oh is that still a thing or it must be because the next thing is like we see Eddie right yeah oh right that's when Eddie shows up at the Cohen? Yeah, he's sitting, like, at the Cohen's, like, sitting on, like... I have more questions about that. Like, how did he know where to find Ryan? I mean, I guess he talked to his brother, but, like, still. Yeah, because he was talking about how, like, obviously, like, he, you know, had gone to visit Trey. He was looking for Teresa. And, you know, like, he knew that maybe she was working here and just kind of thought he'd, like, check in. But he's also just, like, sitting on his car reading a book waiting for Ryan to get home. Right? And obviously I understand, like, in 2020, that's not something anyone would do, but I guess that's kind of what it was like before. Like, you just had to go somewhere and wait for someone. I guess, but, like, did he did he not knock on the door? Like, how did he know Ryan was out? Yeah, because there's no way that, like, especially, like, the Coens, like, had he been like, oh, like, I'm, you know, one of Ryan's friends from Tina, like, they would have invited him in. Right. Exactly. Hmm. 
Maybe. I have questions. Yeah. <laughs> but Eddie does reveal that he has proposed to Teresa, and in his mind, they're engaged. Yep. And Ryan's like, oh, damn. Okay. But he does seem to be happy for Ryan and says, like, you know, like, you deserve this life. Like, it's good. Like, it's it's this weird... Yeah, like, they seem like they're friends. Yeah, because, like, we don't know, based off of, like, that first um, episode where we... Or, like, scene where we see him with Teresa, like, we're not sure if he's, like, a sketchy dude or this or that or whatever. But, like, with Ryan, he's, like, just kind of, like, a nice, normal, regular guy. Mm-hmm. Although Ryan does still lie to him about having seen yes. Teresa. So, like, there is there's still that question of, like, what is it about this guy that mm-hmm. makes Ryan lie to him? Yeah. So then Ryan goes to the motel to talk to Teresa about this because he's like, uh, are you engaged? <laughs> like, did yeah. you just take off? Like, what's what's going on? What is happening? Why doesn't Eddie know where you are? <laughs> Well, he does then also, it, like, actually has a pretty good question, because he's asking Teresa, like, you're getting engaged and, like, marrying him? Like, you're 17. Like, you need to wait, like, five years. Right. Which also, like... kids in One Tree Hill. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or the kids that I went to school with. (sighs) Um, But, yeah, so you're, like, having this moment where, like, Ryan's kind of being protective and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I will give Teresa the fact that she does point out, like... Eddie's, you know, he's obviously, like, a few years older than them. You know, he's the foreman at his job now. He has his own place. Like, he's not a drunk. He's not a screw-up. He loves me. Yeah. I mean, fair. Yeah. But she also, like, said that she needs time and doesn't really know how she feels yet. Yeah, exactly. So. Which, yeah. like, don't get married then. <laughs> Jesus. Right? Yeah. No matter how old you are, if you have to think about it, hmm. Uh-huh. Like, probably don't do it. Good lord. Yeah. But yeah, so finally we get a good old-fashioned Cohen kitchen dinner scene. Yes, we do. Kirsten and Sandy are there. They're getting their unpacking takeout, obviously, because Kirsten can't cook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brian and Teresa show up. They're like, of course, you're welcome. And Seth is, like, super excited because <laughs> he realizes this is, like, well, first he's talking to Ryan and he, like, learns that Teresa's engaged, and he's like, oh, whatever, you know, and then, like, but then, like, this, the Coens come over and, like, are whispering with Seth to try and, like, get the gossip yeah. open. He's like, this is like a telenovela. <laughs> Which he's, like, talking about character names and stuff, and I'm like, Seth totally watched telenovelas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. He's, like, referencing a very specific one, clearly. Oh, yeah, Totally. He totally is. But yeah, so then it cuts to Marissa at home, watching TV in the dark. Jimmy comes home. They clearly, like, she has a moment of just, like, clearly not wanting to, like, talk about Ryan. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, being the good dad that he is, he's like, maybe you just need to let him know what you want this to be, like. Yep. So then, of course. he's such a good dad in this moment. I'm like, oh, Jimmy Cooper. Yeah. And so, of course, the Coens are back having dinner. Teresa's telling him all the Ryan stories about different musicals and other, like, silly things they did as kids because this is just like stuff that none of them know anything about yeah and Ryan's just like oh does it always have to be a story where I'm falling down like (laughs) because that's like also just like not part of him that we see like that's not part of who he is now you know like he's a very yeah kind of semi together guy and of course big surprise Marissa shows up Marissa shows up (laughs) 
Insane. Kirsten's so awkward when she answers the door and finds Marissa there. Like, I know. She's just kind of like, oh, uh, Marissa, uh, come hey. in. And then Sandy's like, there's food. Are you hungry? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, does everybody know everybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like Ryan goes and gets her a plate. And yeah, it's just awful. Oh, God. So awkward. Sandy's face, though, is so good. Like, she's just, like, <laughs> looking back and forth between everybody. Like, oh, my God, what's happening right now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. So, yeah. So, that happens. And then the next morning, Eddie's calling Seth, mm-hmm. but, like, Ryan doesn't want Again, to talk to him. he's calling the Cohen's house, right? Because yeah. Seth has... Seth has answered the phone and, like, brought it out to the pool house. Yeah. But yeah, so then Seth finally has some really good advice and talking about how, like, love triangles. Triangles are a bad shape. <laughs> triangles not a friendly shape. <laughs> and yeah, just because he knows, like, obviously, like, it's obvious that Teresa has feelings. We know Marissa has feelings. How yeah. do you feel? Yeah. And that's what he says, basically. It's like, the only thing we don't know is how does Ryan feel? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Eddie's kind of involved, so then it's actually not a triangle. It's more of, like, a rhombus. No matter what, somebody's gonna get hurt. I love how he goes with rhombus and not like square or rectangle. Well, because yeah, like I was literally like starting to draw a square as like from my note instead of writing out the word square, but then he said rhombus, so I like have this weird half drawn square (laughs) and then rhombus (laughs) written over top of it. (laughs) Oh, Seth. Yeah. So then, let's assume that at this awkward dinner party, Marissa has found out where Teresa is staying. Because, again, Marissa just shows up at Teresa's hotel room. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it must have just come up, right? Like, maybe someone was like, oh, Teresa, where are you staying? And she was yeah. like, oh, I'm staying at... Benefit of the doubt. And it called the mermaid or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, I think Ryan tells her. Because there's a weird moment where Ryan's talking to Marissa and he's saying something about where she's staying and he's like, she's staying at, like, the sea monkey or the the something and then marissa's like the mermaid okay but 100 percent fair you're absolutely right but like but you're right she still knows what room she's in yeah and again like i mean how sketchy of a motel can newport be but like i'm pretty sure that's kind of the first role rule of like hotel motel is you don't tell people what room people are in that's how all one of would the, hope that's how all of the crime shows start but anyway she happens to know exactly where Marissa's staying. Where Teresa's staying. Yeah. And they have a talk. They do. Meanwhile, Ryan drives to Chino to talk to Eddie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. And he's like, I actually, I really like that. Uh, they, they always do that thing when someone's driving to Chino of where they sort of, sort of show like, <laughs> the driving landscape and how the landscape changes. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> Like progressively more run down as they go. Yeah. There's highways and byways, and then things look sketchy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> You're like, oh, I get it. We're going to Chino. <laughs> yeah. And then so there's this constant intercutting of Ryan and Eddie talking about relationships and love, and then Marissa and Teresa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, Marissa shows up to ask if Teresa's in love with Ryan. <laughs> And then she goes into this weird, like, church story. I know, right? Which, I mean, I guess... Communion and, like, I don't know, some angel's heart being pierced. Yeah, no, there was, like, there was a stained glass... Yeah, there was a stained glass window, and it was, like, St. Teresa, and her heart's being pierced because 
with love of something, but she's so happy because it's she doesn't care that she's being pierced with something because she has so much love and she just like imagined how like one day you know she'd be so in love and like getting married and her heart would be pierced, but it wouldn't matter because she's yeah. happy and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then Eddie and Ryan are having this talk about like love and marriage, and Eddie flat out says like I know that I can take care of her because mm-hmm. basically like, all. Can you? All four of these people are trying to figure out who who they love, who they should be with. And it's, like, yeah. kind of nice, but also kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, agreed. And, like, Ryan clearly cares about Teresa, but, like, just because you care about somebody doesn't mean you're in love with them. Exactly. <laughs> I feel so like he's that's, confused. <laughs> yeah. Although we kind of learn a little bit at the end there. So Ryan drives back. Mm-hmm. More cuts up the highway. <laughs> yep. And at this point, because of the talk that Marissa and Teresa have had, I think Teresa has decided she's going to be with Eddie. Yes. You know, she's packing. She calls the shop and is, like, waiting for Eddie to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. And that's when Ryan shows up. Yes. And basically he tells her he doesn't want her to go. Mm-hmm. And she says something like... You know, like, she needs a reason to stay, or why shouldn't I go, or... Ugh. And then he yeah. kisses her. <laughs> yep. He's like, I could think of a reason. And he kisses her. And I'm like, ugh, God, that's cheesy. <laughs> it's too much. It was more than I could handle. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it ends. Yep. Telenovela, indeed. Ugh. Yeah. So much drama. So much drama. I just like, I think that's maybe what it is for me with Teresa and Ryan is that I feel like he just like, obviously they're very good friends and mm-hmm. he cares about her. And like, I think there's a certain amount of feeling guilty for the fact that he left without saying anything to her and like never really getting in contact with her again Yeah, and sees her in this situation that he feels protective of her because he wants her to be okay. And it's like, I don't know that, he's really in love with her though and I think he just cares about her a lot and he's like putting weird displaced feelings into like I don't know wanting to make it romantic yeah like no matter what he has a very like protective feeling for her yeah because they clearly weren't together when he left Chino in the first place yeah because then she would have been like super pissed and she's not right but I think it's kind of one of those things where that's the only action that he knows of, like, a caring love thing is to, like, try and protect someone. That's always always getting to fights and he's always, you know, like, trying to protect Seth or whoever. But then, so, like, that's where the question comes in is, like, what are his feelings for Marissa then? Like, I mean, because half the time he's had to, like, just be protecting her. So, yeah. Ryan. Ugh, so complicated. Yeah. But, yeah. That was the episode. So we do mm-hmm. finally have some new people. Yes. As we mentioned, Uncle Sean, Richard Hurd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while I'm looking this up, this is the only episode he's in. So I don't really know how this ends up playing out I know. Later. I was wondering about that too. But I mean, it seems like he's just one of those people that's in everything. Yeah. He's been in a lot of stuff. His actual bio on IMDb even says... Um, utilitarian character actor Richard Hurd is one of those stern familiar faces you've seen countless times on film and TV but can't quite place the name fair 
Which is exactly like you see him and you're like, oh, I know his face. Well, yeah, because he's been acting since the 70s. Yeah. And he's in so much like. Yeah. Like a couple episodes of like every single like. He has 155 acting credits on IMDb. And all like the big shows that were in the 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. that like if I say them, people aren't going to know what they are. But like. (laughs) like, No, exactly. MASH and TJ Hooker and Dallas and. There's like literally so many, like the A Team and Dynasty. <laughs> yeah, but then like a bunch. Oh, Simon and Simon. I totally remember Simon and Simon and Matlock. Oh my god, he Golden was in Girls. an episode of Walker Texas Ranger. Oh yes, he yes. was definitely on Sequest. Yes, love Sequest. Oh, he was on uh, in eleven episodes of Seinfeld. Oh yeah, he was like the George's boss at the Yankees. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's in an episode of Buffy. Mm, yep. Yeah, yeah, so just like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Eric Balfour, also in Buffy. Yes. So yes, Eric Balfour. Love him. He's been in like so much. He has been in a lot as well. Yeah. Uh, notably, Six Feet Under. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. That's like literally my favorite show ever in the history of ever. But yeah, he was in Kids Incorporated in the nineties. <laughs> oh. Couple episodes of Doctor Quinn, Good Times. Yeah, nice. those couple episodes of Buffy. I feel like mm-hmm. he also Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, people. Yeah, Six Feet Under was like the big one. He was Gabe. Uh, he's in a few episodes of this. Mm-hmm. I think there's a. He was in like twenty four a bunch. Yeah. There's a few other, like... Yeah, that was the only other thing that I had, really, was 24. Um, he's in three episodes of the, whatever the new Charmed show is. Oh. The, like, reboot. Yeah, I know, right? And then he had, like, a few shows of his own, like, there was that Haven mm-hmm. show that was pretty good. He's definitely in an episode of Chicago PD. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, he's kind of one of those guys that's just, like, in a little bit of everything. Yeah, he is. And but yeah, so we got some new characters. Good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have a favorite Callie moment? I mean, it's. I mean, obvious. I think it has to be that date thing, thing. with Teresa on the beach. Like, well, yeah, because it starts with like this huge view of like the ocean and the marina, yeah. and then just cuts to them on the beach with like the most sunset of sunsets. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> it. I think that is the most like California moment we've had in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Did you have anyone as the most annoying? Um, you know, not even really. Like, yeah. I mean, it was annoying that like Marissa just keeps showing up at places, but she wasn't like throwing herself at Ryan. So I right. guess that's like, better. She, she, that's what I was thinking is that she wasn't like super, super annoying. And like even Summer, who is at least moderately annoying at the beginning. Mm-hmm. By the end, you're like, okay, I understand everything that, yeah, all of your behavior. So it's yeah. no longer annoying. It's just like you feel sad for her. Yeah. yeah. So no one really. I don't think yeah. there was anyone too terrible. Maybe Uncle Sean. <laughs> Fair. But he was less annoying and more just like the dodgiest person. <laughs> for sure. Uh, did you have a favorite Sethism? I think it has to be, I mean, there are 
several as yeah. there often are. But I did really like what the when Summer comes over and he's like upstairs alone. I think I'd have to file a grievance with the union. <laughs> <laughs> and just like the entire extended union metaphor for his sex strike yeah. was great. I really like it was not necessarily like a Sethism, but more of just kind of like a moment. And it's when like the Brad, the guy from the swim team, he's like, Brad, dude, I didn't recognize you out of the Speedo. Yeah. Not that I would recognize you in a Speedo. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, yep. And we already covered the romantic rhombus, so. Yeah. <laughs> which was also wonderful. Mm, song of the episode? Um, I mean, the one that I recognized was Something Pretty by Patrick Park, because it's on the soundtrack, mm -hmm. which I think plays... At the end, I think. Yeah. Or like maybe, or when Seth and Summer, Seth is kissing Summer on the table. Ah, uh, yes. Or no, no that wait, is. that's the episode before. No, that's this episode. No, that's this one. I'm losing yeah. my mind. That's um. fine. They're two um, rather similar thematically, so uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a little confusing at times. Well, also, I, like, I had written down um, Blue Bird of Happiness. What is that? By, like, oh, yeah. Hobby 3. Cause, but I think it was because I think that comes up in an earlier episode as well. Oh, does it? I feel like I remember it also, that song. It also comes up multiple times in this episode. Like, it's used in a couple different yeah. scenes. So, yeah. yeah, it's almost like the running song throughout the whole thing yeah yeah it's good times. usually with usually with something with ryan and teresa and either teresa or um like when he's driving to chino mm -hmm. to see eddie yeah good yeah pretty good episode this is a pretty good episode it's one that i always remember for some reason i feel like i always remembered like that there's an episode called the telenovela but i don't think i always remember what's all happening exactly in it. what happens yeah that's a good point like i didn't actually remember the whole seth and summer bit of it yeah definitely not. yeah yeah but yeah but that was yeah, that was a good one mm -hmm. uh we will be back next week with yes. what is this one it is called yeah. oh the good no is it the goodbye girl i think so i think it is which is uh, the one where anna leaves mm. yeah that's right yeah i don't know what else happens in that episode that's all i remember yeah <laughs> well yeah so we will be back in a week we will follow us in all the places let us know all of your questions and answers to our questions <laughs> yes please answer logistical questions <laughs> or like posit some theories I don't know mm -hmm. or what are your logistical questions <laughs> <laughs> that too yes. um, and shout out to the podcast for helping us aka being loud and annoying Although now she's curled up on my little setup here. Oh. And it looks like she's sleeping, but she's wagging her, her flicking her tail slowly in an angry way. So <laughs> she's unimpressed with the podcast today. So unfortunately, <laughs> this is not one of her favorite episodes, I guess. Oh, boy. <laughs> Too much drama for her. Too much drama. But yeah, so we will see you next week. Yes, we will. <laughs>